The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about self-healing, and all of us can heal our body, our mind, our spirit, especially with what's been going on with us trying to make sure that our bodies are healed from the COVID-19 or any kind of flu, and we're all trying to protect ourselves and build our immune system. So it's great to know about self-healing. And you know that I consider myself a healer of conflict. So there's many types of healing. And I've just been reading this book called The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing Techniques, 25 Home Practices and Tools for Peak Holistic Health and Wellness. And it's by Laura DeFranco. And so that's who's our guest today. And let me tell you a little bit about her. Laura DeFranco is the owner of Brave Healer Productions, where she helps people share their stories, build their businesses, and hopefully change the world. She has three decades of expertise in holistic physical therapy and she is a third-degree black belt, and she's written eight books. She's also the champion of entrepreneurs who want to grow their health-based businesses and their practices. Her writing workshops, business strategy sessions, and online writing club are just some of the ways that she helps talented professionals maximize their professional impact. So you can learn more about her at conflicthealing.com where we have her picture, her bio, we have a JPEG of her book, and also at bravehealer.com, which is her website, but we link to that as well. So thank you so much for joining us, Laura, from the East Coast this morning. We really appreciate it. Hey, Mari, thank you very much for having me. It is great to be here and especially talk about this topic right now. It is, because we all need healing in every part of our our body, our minds, and our spirits. So tell me, this is different from some of your other books. This book is a conglomeration of wonderful healers. So tell me how, how this book was born. Oh, thank you. You know, this it seems impossible, but I woke up on March 20th and I woke up with an idea that I had been kind of batting around in my head for probably four or five years that I would do a, a collaborative book, you know, with many experts in one place. And 
I don't know why that morning, and really we're talking about just a couple of months ago, right? right. Um, and so woke up March 20th. I went to my computer in the kitchen. I opened it up, and I wrote a little note to uh, the people who had been taking one of my classes and posted it in our Facebook group. And I said, hey, who of you would uh, be interested in writing a chapter? You know, I want to do something on self-healing. Um, really teach people tools so that they can be in, empowered at home. And after 24 hours, I had 17 yeses. And just about 48 hours later, I had all 24 yeses uh, of all of the people that would help me with the book. So it was pretty incredible. It was meant to be, right? Definitely. It was, uh, it was yes. like a, a, a divine message to you that, in your sleep. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's felt like that ever since. Like the the energy just feels bigger than me. I feel like all I'm doing really is just following instructions, you know. Right, right. I love that. That's when you really know you're in on the right path when everything falls into place easily and effortlessly, right? Yes, exactly. I yeah. think so. Now you talk about holistic healing. So a lot of people may not know what you mean by holistic. So tell us what does it mean, holistic, to be a holistic healer? Yeah, thank you. So, you know, I, I put that word in front of physical therapist a long time ago, because what I realized was that people would come into my clinic and they would have a prescription for a body part, you know, some kind of pain. Let's just use like ankle sprain as a example. And um, I realized that if I wasn't going to treat their entire system, their whole body system, if I just looked at their ankle and maybe if they were lucky that day, I looked at their knee a little bit too, you know, everything's connected type of thing. But if I missed their, the other parts of their body system, then I was going to miss a big part, a big opportunity to help them heal because really physically on the inside of us, there's a connective tissue called the fascia. It goes from head to toe and it connects every single part of you on the inside to the other parts. And I think in more traditional therapies and medicine, we try to piece part people and we're not looking at the whole body system. So that's one way I use the word holistic. But one other really important way I use it is, again, if I forgot to ask my client, hey, how, how's it going this week? Like, and, and I didn't know that maybe they lost a job or lost a family member or had a, a bad argument or were going through a divorce. I was going to miss a really big opportunity to help them in the bigger picture of healing. And that's, you know, you said it already, mind, body, and soul. Yes. And so I like to talk about holistic kinds of healing that way, too. Right. So the mind-body connection is so important. I know that, you know, we so many times I, you probably know who Louise Hay is. She always, you can heal your life. And, and a lot of the physical ailments that we get are really because of what's going on in our mind and in our heart and our soul. I remember one time I had this client uh, going through a divorce. I was doing their mediation, she and her husband, and she was so sick with lupus, so sick. And so it 
during the process, uh, she moved out of the home. And just moving out of the home, the next time I saw her a month later, she looked so different. And in the next month, she had no symptoms of lupus. So something was going on that was toxic inside her psyche that was also manifesting as lupus. So that's just a little example. But I know even for me that if if I allow my, you know, my mental approach to something to to kind of lose its positivity, that's when I can get sick. And that's when, of course, if we're not, you know, thinking healthy thoughts, that's when we, you know, diminish our immune system, we get into anger, that, that also all of our stress hormones take over, and then our immune system can't fight back. So it is so important that we know about this holistic healing, right? Yeah, yeah, you're what a great example um, with the lupus example. You know, you're talking about the physiology inside, and every thought is energy. Every emotion has a physiology. We don't realize what we're doing to ourselves, our own physiology on the inside when we get stuck in things like resentment and anger. Um, and, and fear right, right now. I mean, so yes. many people are in fear with this pandemic going on that they just, they diminish their immune system just by, you know, being in that fight, flight, or freeze modem, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. The uncertainty is creating a lot of anxiety for people. Um, And, you know, awareness really is the key. It's the first key, the foundational key to changing this. And so just practicing noticing what you're thinking (laughs) is the first thing, you know, just noticing, okay, yep, I'm, I'm having that fear, you know, you might be feeling it in your body as well. So it's good to understand from the body perspective, you know, am I feeling my chest a little tight and my gut is clenched? And then when you have that awareness, you get a choice, right, to take a deep breath, to clear your mind, maybe do a little meditation or breath work. Yes, exactly. Um, And I wanted to share with you when we were just talking about holistic medicine or holistic approaches to healing, that it's the same even in the law. And I consider myself uh, a healer of conflict. And that holistic is, you know, if I don't look at the whole person, what's going on with them, then that also can interfere with them getting what they need legally. So a holistic approach to so many things is looking at all aspects of the person and not just treating them as a, as a lawsuit or treating them as a broken ankle <laughs> or treating exactly. them, you know, it's the same thing. So um, we're kindred, right, as, we're kindred as spirits. <laughs> yes, we are. I love how you're um, taking that idea and, and, you know, bringing it to your field, which is exactly right. And how wonderful, right? I I think that you would be an incredible uh, person to have in in my corner if the conflict (laughs) was something I needed to, you know, to work on that way. Yes, yes. So yeah, so awareness is in mindfulness and consciousness that that's something that we're becoming more, more in tuned with, hopefully even more people. Um, I'm doing this week, I'm doing a program on mindfulness for lawyers and how they need to be 
mindful not only of their own thoughts and um, the thoughts and the emotions of their clients because anger and fear and anxiety are very contagious. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, right. and so we have to get together with our inner self and be mindful to be calm because calm can be contagious as well, right? It can. And, you know, some other wonderful things like the feeling of gratitude and the feeling of love and generosity and calm and peace. Exactly. Right. And that's why I'll just go back to that, you know, with awareness, we get the choice. So the mindfulness, I like to use the word bodyfulness too. Mm. (laughs) I like to make up words sometimes. Yeah. Um, And so just feeling, noticing what you feel and what you think, being an observer, that is um, very powerful, very, very powerful tool for all of this. A lot of people are on autopilot and they can be having, you know, I remember my brother-in-law many years ago um, didn't notice what was going on in his body. And and he, finally, when he had no choice anymore, he had this like 10-pound cancerous tumor on one of his kidneys. And luckily, wow. you know, it, but could you imagine that it, it grew to 10 pounds like a baby in him? And he was so oblivious. And I think that's what happens is we're not even in touch with our bodies when something is going on. We're so into our head that we don't recognize what you're talking about, being aware. And and I think it's not easy for people to become mindful or conscious or aware. How, How do we do that? I think that you're right, mostly because we've all been taught uh, not to feel, uh, oh, you're fine, get up, you're right. good, brush it off, you know, don't cry. Right, right. <laughs> and so from a very young age, most of us have been conditioned not to feel, so we, we really are, we've gone in the other direction, right? Um, and being mindful and bodyful and understanding the sensations and feelings. I mean, it starts with a practice. And I think the the best thing I could suggest for somebody just beginning that journey would be simple breath work. Just a couple of minutes of getting still, relaxing your body, closing your eyes, relaxing your mind, and just connecting with the feeling of the breath. I joke with people because I don't like to use the M word for meditation, right? Because I'm afraid they, they'll think I mean sitting on a pillow for an hour with their legs crossed and, and chanting or something. And while that is awesome, um, it scares people because, you know, they say to me, well, I, I've never been able to relax or I've never been able to meditate. Yeah. And I, I always say to them, well, you've always been able to breathe. Right, right. So, you don't have a choice right. about that one. <laughs> exactly. And so you start there and it does, it builds from there. It gets much easier and, and very rewarding, actually. Yeah, I've been a meditator. I learned transcendental meditation. Oh, I hate to tell you how many years ago, but uh, <laughs> but when I was 19 years old, you know, this was when the Beatles were really into Maharishi. And that's yes. when I, you know, we had uh, a meditation uh, initiation at my apartment, and we were really into. So I have continued to do this for so many years um, that it's something I get up every morning. You know, I used to do it before I had kids. I used to do it twice a day. You know, once in the morning, once at night, 
And and now I do it always, always, always every morning when I get up. And luckily, my husband has decided that he would do it with me. So unfortunately, he's been getting up really early because he has <laughs> to drive somewhere to work at his brother's house to remodel. So um, I get up with him at four. And, oh, wow. and I do that to support him because we meditate together and it's very powerful. And even our two dogs come down and meditate with us. But yes. yeah, but you know, meditation, you know, we do this for 20 minutes. You just, you know, just listen to your breath or say a mantra and thoughts are going to come in and you don't get upset about it. You just let them go as soon as you recognize that a crazy thought came in, like, you know, you have to make the coffee or whatever you have to do. <laughs> you just let it go and come back to the breath or come back to the mantra, whatever, whatever it is that you're using to just yeah. let go. But um, there's so many health benefits to meditation and, and even just listening to your breath, aren't there? Oh yeah, gosh, the list is long. I know it's you. You feel like you do want to talk people into this practice because of the list of health benefits. I mean, not only are you going to be dropping things like you know high blood pressure, right? <laughs> I mean, just, you know, some really basic health benefits, but also you'll be able to respond in your relationships a lot better. You'll be able to be present with yourself which makes you a different person to be around. I know you know this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And But it's important for our audience to know this because um, this is such a, a challenging time right now. People have been in fear. People have, like, you know, this was a sudden change in their lives and they yeah. weren't able to go and do the things that they were able to do. They had to homeschool their kids and... You know, all these things that they're used to being with friends or, you know, I have friends that have, you know, um, you know, they live alone. And so this is very, very much lonely. So if you're in fear or in anxiety or in this, just taking those breaths as you're talking about, just a few, just closing your eyes, even if it's a couple minutes and just feeling your body, feeling the sensations in your body. And then, you know, you you can be more calm within yourself. And that makes a huge difference as well. So we really have that need for healing in our entire planet right now. No, Joe, yeah. I know it. Um, and if you were practicing before, it seems now it's almost, um, you know, it, it became necessary all of a sudden yeah. for everybody to have a tool like that which um, is good. It's, it's good to help people to it, you know, however it came about. But yes, I, I am one of those people who had a, um, had a private physical therapy practice. Of course, that was, you know, touching people all day Ooh, and yeah. helping them with my hands. And so I haven't practiced now in, you know, almost a couple of months. And there's um, so many people with so many stories about that kind of thing. And, you know, we're hanging in there. Yeah. And I have to meet all my clients by Zoom. Exactly. So that's, you know, for me, luckily, I had been used to using Zoom for webinars. And so then I just said, okay, we're going to meet, but we're going to meet this way, you know, instead of not meeting at all. But yeah, we have to get creative and um, utilize all of our uh, creativity and our you know, our calm, uh, 
understanding and look for new ways to connect. That's just the way it is. So, so what is your favorite part about what you do? (laughs) Um, I, I love that question. I, you know, most people go into healthcare to help people. That's like easy, right? That's the easy answer. I love helping people. But what I realized um, after doing it for a while is when I was able to teach something that I then watched my client do by themselves, and I watched that process of empowerment is really what it was, I felt like the purpose was so much bigger to empower people to be able to connect with their own ability to heal and do things for their own mind and body. Right. And so nowadays, um, and, and no, no true healer really identifies with the, with the word healer, because we know that the best thing we do is empower other people to connect with their own inner healer. And that's the best thing is watching somebody's eyes light up when they made a difference in their own pain, in their own suffering, whatever it was. Um, That is the best. That's the big ripple. It's like that old adage, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. So if you're helping somebody that broke their ankle, the next time when they break their arm, God forbid, (laughs) (laughs) they they can heal themselves and... That is just so amazing. You know, um, my husband and I both uh, took Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. We're not masters, but but we used it, you know, on each other, on our dogs. And, and my husband used it on himself when he was when he had a, uh, a neck injury that they told him that he had to have this operation. And, it, and when he asked them, what are the chances that, you know, this is going to be perfect healing. They said, well, 50-50 or something. He thought, oh, my God, I'm going to go through this, and who knows if I'm going to be a mess when this is done. And so he spent days just meditating on healing that area, and after about five days, he got up, and it was perfect. I mean, he had been in pain for months and months and months. But wow. he, yeah, he used the techniques that we learned to just heal himself. So I know that people can do that. You know, I can do it. You can do it. It's just a matter of whether we can focus and use the tools, and like the tools that you teach, that if you have the tools, you can build the house, right? If you have the tools, you can heal yourself. Exactly. I, I, like you, am Reiki 1 and 2 trained, and being a physical therapist, have done so much continuing education. You know, we learn a lot over the years. We have to do that for our license um, in the state that we're licensed in. Um, and the tools, exactly. So I've always been a dabbler in all of the, the different kinds of tools, because the one thing I know for sure is that there's, um, you know, as many ways to heal probably as there are people on the planet. Um, and that's actually one of the reasons this book, this whole book came to be, because I had this goal of helping people understand, you know, maybe you've tried a few things and you haven't had any luck, but guess what? There are a hundred more things out there, you know, and just to really give people hope to uh, keep looking and searching for that tool that really does help them. 
Right. And there's always going to be something. Yes, yeah, so I just want to mention the name of your book again, The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing Techniques, 25 Home Practices and Tools for Peak Holistic Health and Wellness. So that's great. You have, you know, all those chapters that have very uh, different ways, whether it's yoga or um, mindfulness or whatever it is, all these different things that are really helpful to other people that they can learn to heal themselves. And I think, especially now when we're thinking about there's, you know, um, when viruses come up or something comes up, if our immune system is really, you know, in good order from doing all of these different techniques and we're eating right and we're doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing for body, mind, and spirit, we're going to be able to build antibodies that will take and protect us from all these different bacteria and viruses that are, that are going to, they're going to be here. I mean, that's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, and what a wonderful thing to really, because I think a lot of people just, they don't feel like they have control over these types of things, but, but you're right. What they do have control over is building their immune system. And that's, um, that is a mind, body, soul journey. It's not just, you know, one thing. It's right. all of the things. And so people could be in perfect physical health, but, um, you know, suffer from depression or, you know, in, in anxiety. And that's the thing where they can start to improve and even their immune system. And so we, have, we know that there's science now, right? We can talk about the mind-body connection a lot easier today than we used to be able to. People right. understand it, but there's science about it. So now it's about the practice. Right, right. Yeah. Now you talk when we were talking about fear just a minute ago. You talk uh, about something called purpose-driven fear. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Well, um, so in the world where I'm, uh, you know, I'm grabbing the hand of a fellow healer, healthcare practitioner, and they really have an important message to share. You know, maybe a little bit out loud to the world, a little bit bigger way than they have in the past. They feel like the fears that we have that are, they go something like, oh, this isn't good enough yet. Oh, I haven't learned enough yet to share this. Or somebody else has already talked about this. You know, who am I to be the one to share this? Those fears to me are boring. Those are purpose-driven. Those are your, you know, in internal inner critic messages, um, just kind of trying to keep you away from the bigger dreams you have. And so I call them purpose driven fear fears because they feel very much like sort of normal survival kind of fear. Sometimes you do feel that pang in your gut or that knot in your throat. Um, but really realizing it's something that you want to do. It's part of your purpose and part of your mission, you know, to, to share like that. So that's one example of the, the gals that I teach who are writing their words out loud for the first time, publishing, maybe speaking on a stage for the first time, um, and sort of getting over the uh, I'm not good enough fear. Right. If they have that desire, then then that's what they're supposed to do, right? <laughs> it's like your book. You just yeah. woke up and said, I've got to do it, and then it fell together, and that's because you 
followed what your intuition was, which, by the way, we are just about out of time. Would you believe how quickly that went? So, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know, I know. So, Laura, I want to just uh, mention again that your book is uh, by Laura DeFranco. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing Techniques, 25 Home Practices and Tools for Peak Holistic Health and Wellness. So if you would just give your website, it's time to go. Yeah, thanks, everybody. It's bravehealer.com. I'd love to uh, contact with you. Oh, well, thank you so much, and keep up all the wonderful work. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Mari. Okay, thank you. Stay healthy. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org. On the web, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. You gotta fight both night and day. Doesn't matter what some people may say. Don't be the lamb's cry, be the lion's roar. Cause love is worth fighting for. I know, yeah, love is worth fighting for. Love is worth fighting for.